Episode 16, Anne Elizabeth Higgs. Annie was born on December 26, 1853 in Utica, New York, USA. She came with the William B. Hodgett Wagon Company in 1856 with her father, Thomas, her mother, Elizabeth, her grandmother, Anne Kite Stowe Williams, and her older sister, Mary Susanna, who was age seven, and Annie was age two. Elizabeth was very sick crossing the plains, so Grandmother Anne took on the care of the two girls. When the weather became cold, she carried a biscuit in her blouse to keep it soft and warm for little Annie to eat. During the journey, their oxen ran away and caused her sister Mary to receive a broken shoulder. The shoulder was anointed with oil and she received a blessing. Later in her life, x-rays showed the bone had knit perfectly. At first, the handcart and wagon companies were making good time, but as October came, the company was soon marooned in deep snows in Wyoming. Josiah Rogerson, a member of the handcart company, recorded many of their experiences. I have included some of the reports that contain descriptions of the wagon companies. John Hunt's and William Hodgett's two wagon companies were in close proximity to our camp this evening, but we got a good start and got to the fatal crossing of the North Platte by two or three o'clock in the afternoon. And with their unlimited and kind assistance, we were all crossed by four o'clock in the afternoon. Some of the wagons and the families remained on the south side till the next morning. But of our Edward Martin's company, after getting a bite of supper, moved up the north side of the North Platte two or three miles where the cottonwoods and willows were more plentiful. The evening commenced to be very cold. Soon after getting in our tents, the snow commenced to fall and by midnight was five to six inches deep. The crossing of the North Platte was fraught with more fatalities than any other incident of the entire journey. This was the old Oregon and California crossing which in the months of September and October is not less than 100 to 150 yards wide with a rocky bed and a goodly supply of boulders as smooth as alabaster. Several of the male members of our company who had pulled their carts over a thousand miles when they neared the south side of the stream were stricken with fear and quailed and had to be put into the wagons, the younger ones pulling the carts across. More than a score or two of the young female members of our company waded the stream that in many places was waist deep and deeper, and if they unfortunately stepped off one of the smooth boulders, they found the water a foot deeper. Blocks of mushy snow and ice had to be dodged in many instances by the water, with the sad information that the snow had already fallen further up the Platte and its tributaries through which we had to pass before reaching the Sweetwater. Rescue finally came from Salt Lake. Teams came and brought food, clothing, and bedding, and the companies were helped into the valley. Brother Rogerson concludes, I never could find words ample and sufficient to express thanks and gratitude to the veterans of the relief party and rescuers sent out by President Brigham Young from Utah. 
Much of the rest of Anne's story was made known to me from a history of her husband, Mike, on Family Search. Anne lived all her growing up years in Salt Lake. She was baptized and confirmed a member of the church on the 1st of January, 1862. As a girl, she herded cows on the Capitol Hill. At the age of 16, she married William Clayton, the author of the famous Mormon hymn, Come, Come Ye Saints. Anne was his tenth wife and referred to herself as his tithing wife. She married him because her parents felt it was an honor to be the wife of William Clayton. Annie and William had four sons, Levi, Helaman, Tom, and Willie. Levi and William died in their youth. William Clayton died on December 4, 1879, and so at the young age of 26, Anne was a widow. Anne's parents had gone to Manti to work on the temple. Anne and her four sons went down to stay with them. So it was here she met Michael Jensen. He was a rather attractive lad with red wavy hair, tall and slender build, and 21 years old. Still speaking English with a little Danish accent, which made him even more interesting. Anne and a girlfriend were so attracted to him that they became rivals for his hand. There was to be a dance one night, just the usual every week dance the saints had. Anne and her friend made plans to win his attention and agreed that the one who was wearing his ring the next day would become his lucky bride. They attended the dance displaying their most attractive charms. The next day, Anne was wearing Michael's ring. This petite, attractive widow and mother of four boys became Michael Jensen's wife on May 11, 1881. At first, they moved to Mayfield and lived with Michael's parents while they built their own home. Their first home was swept away by a flood after only one year, but they rebuilt, this time at the top of the hill. Anne eventually had a honeysuckle arch and flowers and roses everywhere in her garden. Also an orchard, mulberry trees, and a hen house. It was the custom in Mayfield that if there were two women with the same first name, that you would simply add their husband's first name to theirs. And so Anne became Annie Mike. When their first child, Michael, was born, it was raining and the roof leaked so badly that the neighbor women held a quilt arm's length high over Anne's bed to keep her and the baby dry. The floor of their home was bare earth, which Anne dampened down often to keep the dust down. The corners of the home had been made by using four huge cedar posts. The cedar bark on the post made it very convenient for Anne. She only had to step over to the wall to peel off some nice dry bark from the cedar post to start the fire. Anne and the children would live up in a small cabin in the canyon during the summer to herd their sheep and milk their cows that grazed up in the hills. She would make butter that she would take and sell in town. One day when Anne had her butter ready, she also had Florence who was very small. She was puzzled at first to know how she could get the butter, the baby, and herself on the horse. She took the butter in one hand, took Florence's clothes firmly in her teeth, cat style, and with the free hand, pulled herself on the horse and was off to town. Anne recited poetry well. Here is a poem that is attributed to her. It is simply called Courage. 
Courage, sister, do not stumble, though thy path be dark as night. There is a star to guide the humble. Trust in God and do what's right. Some may hate thee, some may love thee, some may flatter, some may slight. Lift your head and look above you. Trust in God and do what's right. By Anne Higgs Jensen. Here is a selection from a poem that her granddaughter wrote about her. Determination has brought you a very long way. No can't, but I will in your life has held sway. You loved the sunsets, the songs of birds and fragrance of flowers. You enjoyed all these with sunshine and showers. Annie Mike died in Mayfield, Friday, January 28th. 1947, at the age of 93. She had been a widow for 17 years.